Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Drive Through HR. My name is Robin Spooling, and I am your host for today's episode. This is episode number two of a very fascinating conversation that we're having about HR technology and really an intro to some HR technology concepts for HR professionals and HR leaders. So I would love to welcome back our guest, Caleb Fullhart, who is the Senior Vice President of Technology Consulting with Cielo. Welcome back, Caleb. Glad to be back. I am uh, always, of course, delighted when we get to spend some time <laughs> together and chat. Right. And um and 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 dive deep into these uh these tech conversations uh because it's it's critical really for for HR folks to understand um technology because we all when we work in HR over the course of our careers are either reviewing implementing integrating and at the very least using some sort of HR technology. So indeed that we are. So today um as uh, as our episode uh title tells folks, we are talking about designing and developing tech solutions. Um and and so we're going to kind of go go into a a realm of technology that the typical end user doesn't often think about. Um, but I think it's a really critical piece of of knowledge so that we understand kind of what, you know, what all goes into things and how that impacts the the projects, the tech projects that we're working on in-house. So uh, let's let's start really, I guess, kind of at at the beginning and talk about the process for developing new tech solutions and and what those key stages are in in that development how to make the sausage <laughs> <laughs> and or the donuts or the donuts yeah it's uh i, I think uh, i'm hoping uh or the goal would be is just a you know a better understanding of you know what you know behind the scenes when you say hey i want this or i want that how it all plays into the bigger picture and how we implement and design, develop, solution, uh, HR tech stacks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, so when one is thinking about, um, you know, the scope of a project, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an HR leader and, and um, I'm, probably got a, you know, three-year plan probably, right. To, to really do something, something, something profound, something to use the cliche transformative for my organization. Um, How, how does one go about defining and refining then the scope of that project? That's a great question. Um, The way I've approached it in the past is, is, you know, you're going to have a, a, a lot of meetings, <laughs> um, you know, in the beginning of it, it, it's, we call them foundational meetings, right? So we want to lay the foundation of what is it you want this solution to do? Mm-hmm. Um, what, is, what, is, what problem are you solving? Um, and starting with, in, we get into a lot of meetings where, you know, they have a tool with no problem, 
<laughs> so they're like, oh, we want to put this in. I'm like, okay, well, what problem are, is it going to solve? And and that uh, gets some hums and ums uh, yeah. a lot. Um, but it, it's really when you're looking at the solutions, you you want to start with the problem and and all of the things associated with it, right? So let's say you wanted to bring in a, um, you want to add a sourcing tool like a job vite to your um, ATS, right? Yeah. So you're like, okay, so what we're having is a, you know, a top of the funnel issue um, and we need some automated sourcing, um, you know, assess the tools on, you know, the things that you need it to do. Yeah. Um, so having that list before you pick out a tool yeah. uh, is, is really good. Uh, when we're helping companies do the assessment, we talk to the majority of the team and, and get what their pain points are. Mm -hmm. And that's how we build out our assessment tools mm -hmm. uh, when looking at pre-built tools. If we are pulling together, you know, a full HR tech solution, so it's like we need all of these things uh, done, um, then it's more of a, um, a holistic approach to all things, right? So you 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 want to figure out what the end goal is, and three years is a great uh, marker mm -hmm. uh, because you don't want to you don't want to be changing it every six months, year, two years, you, right. you want to get the most three years is when you're going to see the most out of your investment. Um, so think about, you know, as you're assessing where you're at as a company, mm -hmm. also assess where you think you're going to be in three years. Mm -hmm. Because Some tools are built for smaller companies, some are midsize, some are big. If yeah. you're going through that transition of, you know, mid to big, the tool you pick will be different. Yeah. Uh, if you think you're not going to grow very much, then you you don't have to think down as far down the road. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I, I I like how you said, you know, one of the keys is talking to a variety of people on the team. You know, a variety of end users, a variety of. Um, you know, specialists, for example, within an HR department, because they're yeah. all going to be looking for something uh, different. You know, if it's a if it's a core system, right? You know, the, the, the folks in the benefits team are going to want have different priorities than the the TA team, for example. Yeah. Um, what what is that role? What of that end user? You know, what role do they play in that? planning and that feedback and that helping prioritize. Um, yeah. and do we do it enough? Do companies do that enough? I don't think they do. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's a, your end user is going to be your biggest complainer if it doesn't solve their problems. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, you know, when we get into a post solution project, post production, you know, it's a, you know, they've been working with the tool for, three, six months, and, and you know, there's a flood of complaints from one department about things, that's when you go back, you have to go back and basically re-solution yeah. or adjust the solution based on that feedback. Yeah. And it's it's such a huge piece to just find out what their needs and expectations are, because that'll become a part of change management. Because yeah. if you're delivering something that they're not expecting, there's going to be low user adoption, which mm -hmm. is a really nice say, way of saying they're going to fight you on it. Right. Well, <laughs> and, and and I I've certainly seen it. Then, when that user adoption does fail, and here's this shiny new system 
that, you know, we, we worked on this project for two years to bring it in. And here it is, launch, training, you know, the testing, the training, the launch, everything is done. And the end users, um, and again, I'm thinking of the folks, not even talking about like managers and employees, right? Yeah. I'm talking the folks sitting in the HR department. <laughs> yeah. um, our, our brand new system, and they are already figuring out workarounds or things to do to get done what they would right. hope the system would do. Right. We we got one project that was post go live and and you know they had set up a brand new ATS. It was tied to onboarding. It was tied to their HCM and and you know the recruiters were complaining about it. So the company called us and said, "Hey, can you assess this and find out what's going on?" Well, what happened is is they had set it up in a way that they couldn't use it to do what their job was. Yeah. So the recruiters went back to Excel. Yeah. They were using Microsoft Excel as their <laughs> applicant tracking system because they couldn't get Ugh. what they needed done in the ATS. It's like, okay, Ugh. we just you just jumped, you just spent a million dollars to go back to, you know, early 2000s. Right. Uh, and you know, and it was a it was a simple fix, but we found out through that process that they hadn't engaged the recruiters. Yeah. In, in the in the solution design conversations. Yeah. And you know, and, and they're not necessarily going to be the you know the key decision maker at the end of the day, but they need to have their you know voices heard. Yeah. Especially by the developers. Yeah. You know, you get good good developers will listen and you know you build out your scope and you know there's you know there's scope creep in every project, but it gets really, really bad when you don't have all of the buy-in and all of the thoughts and problems to be solved yeah. from the team. Yeah. And eventually just, it costs you more money to do it. Yep. Which does, and, and to your word, you know, the buy-in for it, that, that user adoption starts, you know, so early in the process yeah. because when folks are involved in, again, they may not be making the decision and they may mm -hmm. not get the, tool that they are clamoring for but if they're asked their opinion they're able to talk through these are the challenges i face these are these this is my wish list um yep. this would make my job easier whatever um ultimately then whatever is put in place they at least have contributed and they've been listened to yeah 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 i mean when, when they're getting a, a new toy if you will yeah um, you know they're excited about it until the day that it goes live. <laughs> yeah. So use that excitement and use that time to, you know, uh, they'll have a more vested interest if they're engaged throughout the process than if yeah. you just say, here it is. Go. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. Again, it's the the change management piece is big mm -hmm. for all solutions. Mm -hmm. And it's the it's the one that gets forgotten about the most as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Until until the project's done. Right. Until the project's then, done. Then, then it's like, oh, start thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we should train them. Yeah, right. <laughs> what, a, what a what a concept we could. <laughs> yep. Well, both of us could uh, could dive yeah. and work on. Um, that's certainly a key consideration at those mm -hmm. early stages of the design and development phase and process. Um, what are some other common challenges that you see at, during during that early part of the process when when yeah design and developments going on? Um, not, I would say not critically thinking through 
current state of business processes. And, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I mean is we'll put together a solution and go live with it. And then we'll get feedback from a client or the team and saying, oh, it's broken. It doesn't work. And we say, okay, why do you say it's broken or it doesn't work? Well, it doesn't do this thing. And you go back and you look at the scop- scoping document and the foundational meetings and like, well, you never said you wanted it to do that thing. Mm-hmm. And so then it becomes uh, a rework. You know, it's not broken. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it, it's not, it, there wasn't critical thought given to what it needed to do. Um, and taking that time is probably the, the biggest one, you know, other issues are, um, you know, lackadaisical testing, um, mm. you know, not setting aside dedicated time to do it and like just knock it out. And, and it's it, it makes sense because right because this is testing is not their job. Testing, right. you know, it's their job is payroll or benefits or yeah. recruiting, TA, anything. It, this testing of a new system is not something they may have never done it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may not understand the, the how critical it is and the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and testing is really twofold. It's it's them learning how the system works. So mm-hmm. it's like a training for them, as well as for developers. It's like, this is broken or this is clunky. Mm-hmm. This is not doing, you know, that feed, that's critical feedback for the team to make mm-hmm. the adjustments that are needed prior to everyone living in the system. Yeah. Yeah. And the complexities, when you think about it, it, uh, you can, and this is for small employers as well. This is anybody using a system, right? Because there's, I may have my core HR system, but yeah. bolted onto that, integrated with that, I might have a standalone payroll system. I might have mm-hmm. then a standalone ATS and I've got a yep. standalone LMS, whatever. And yep. so there's all these integrations, um, you know, it's not just I'm testing one system. I'm right. testing how they all play together. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, the integrations are, are a, a key component to, especially when you're looking at different technologies. I mean, you could technically get data. I mean, the technology is all about everything's possible just not always plausible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But when you're looking at systems, the f- interactive functionality, right? Are they, uh, do they have APIs? You know, is there a web service or a reporting service that can send data out to a different endpoint? Uh, end yeah. So, you know, how are, how is the solution going to talk to all of the other technolo- technologies that you have in there? Mm-hmm. And that's a big piece, you know, we, you know, benefits is a huge one, you know, the, right. the because there's multiple providers, you have one right. broker that sells you like 62 different things, and you need all of the demographic data and beneficiary data and spouse data to go to, um, you know, those different tools and systems. And yeah. each one wants it in a different format and a you yeah. know, different, a different way at a different time. And, and building that out is a is a huge piece so that you can still run your business normally. And it's a, yeah. you know, integrations are a huge time save. You, you don't mm-hmm. have data entry errors. You don't have um, delays in the data going over mm-hmm. because you can set it up to go over when you need it to. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm of the, uh, I'm of the, the era back, back when I started HR and, and uh, payroll and things of that nature. Um where the carrier, the concept of a carrier feed 
was the sexiest thing you'd ever heard of because it was not necessarily common. And so I can remember way back in the day, you know, um, uh, not even that long ago. We actually, sometimes I think about it, um, you know, paper enrollment forms and uh, faxing those to, you know, the health insurance company and, and, you know, mail and, and pieces of paper and the data entry and well, let's go and, you know, key in and get this information entered. And yeah, the, the errors and the antiquated way of transmitting information that was often very time critical, obviously, Um, you know, just, just amazing to think about that and what that process used to look like. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it's again, technology makes a lot of things or all things possible. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that, you know, when you're building your solution, you need to figure out how critical the, how much time and effort's going to need to build an integration. Cause yeah. I, I highly recommend integrations with every tool that you have. Yeah. Yeah. If they have a pre-built connector. Awesome. If you have to build one, consider that like the time and expense and the maintenance of it. I mean, that's probably a big call out too, is Mm -hmm. integrations always need to be monitored and tweaked as needed Mm -hmm. because all of your tools are going to have updates, right? Um, You know, they're going to move something around. And if that happens and you're not paying attention, your integration is not going to work. Right. And you won't know until it doesn't work. It breaks. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes if you're not paying attention to the breaking signs that, uh, you know, you find out six weeks later that no one's gotten enrolled in their insurance. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to go back to that, the, the, the concept of testing again mm-hmm. and, and um, whether that be the, um, consultant or the you know folks who are working on the integrate on on an implementation or an integration or that be the the users the end users the testers who are who are part of that team and that project um what are what are the best ways what are the best methods to gather feedback during that prototyping and testing process um best ways to gather feedback and perhaps ultimately improve the product and yeah. technology. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I it's gotten harder for testing feedback in a remote work environment. Mm-hmm. And what I'll say is, is like the best testing sessions are live war room style huh. testing where you have... 20 people in a room running through their different test scripts and mm. just talking through it. Like, uh-huh. and it's, it's, it's fun because they start joking and they say how lame this is. And then, you know, you get one person says, Hey, this doesn't look right. And uh-huh. then you have another person validating it. And like, it's just that real time interaction uh-huh. um, is really critical for the feedback. So, you know, my advice is always like, even if it's a zoom call and you got everybody doing it so and put them on video. So you know yep. that they're doing it. Um, as much as I hate video, um, <laughs> but it, it, it's that interaction piece is, is huge because it, it, it be, the feedback becomes a normal part of the conversation. You know, it, when you're doing it in a silo and it's like, okay, hey, here's your test scripts. 
get them done by the end of the week. I don't care yeah. when you do them. Yeah. It's, you know, they're doing them at the end of the day or uh, usually it's the end of the day over the weekend when yeah. they don't really want to be doing it and it's sunny outside and they want to be by the pool or, you know, yeah. any of those things. And they're just going to say it, it, it's, there's less feedback in that because uh-huh. they're just typing a note in an Excel spreadsheet that says passed or yeah. failed. Here's why it failed. Yeah. Um, you're getting, you know, you get very short tidbits of data on why it failed um, yeah. versus the, again, the conversational piece of it is huge. Yeah. What, how, when doing, and of course it's going to vary, you know, project to project and the size and the scope and and what, what's all involved, but how long of a process um, should the testing be, you know, is it? Yeah. I would say it depends on the complexity of the tool you are testing. Okay. If it's just a, um, you know, if it's, I'm trying to think, you know, an LMS, right? So testing the LMS is, does this video work? Does, you know, does it record? You know, Mm -hmm. does it record, you know, they pass or fail? You know, Mm -hmm. it's a simpler tool requires less testing. Mm -hmm. If, if it's, like a HCM that you're putting in that you're running benefits, payroll, uh, employee life cycle offers ATS in, it's going to be a much longer process. Yeah. And, and, and it's a critical piece for stakeholders to realize too, is when you are having a consulting company, give you a, a timeline, push back to make it longer because <laughs> it always yeah. takes, longer, especially yeah. the testing piece. Cause yeah. we'll have their day jobs. Exactly. They have to, you know, a payroll team needs to run payroll. Yeah. It's, they need to manage through all of those things. And and so when you're looking at your testing phase and and all of the phases that engage your employees, um, it will always take longer than the consulting company says. Mm Mm-hmm. Myself included. <laughs> yep. Because we don't, we, well, and it's, you know, and it's not a, a fault of their own. It, it, you know, when I look at it, it's because we just don't know how long it takes them to do their day job, right? right. Like we don't know, you know, what's their bandwidth. Um, so we're estimating based on what we know and believe on previous projects. Yeah. Um, I just know that it always takes longer than you think. Yeah. That, 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 Date just keeps getting pushed off further. And <laughs> yeah, further. and it's yeah, plan for you know, that. It, yeah. it, you just you got to give yourself grace. And, yeah. Yep. But you also, you know, when you're in the planning phase of things, think about how much time testing is going to take, mm-hmm. and the fact that the people that are testing um, have a day job. Yeah. Because developers shouldn't ever test their own code. Because mm. guess what? We'll always pass it because it does yeah. what we think it should do. Yeah. Um, versus, you know, the people, the end user who's going to have to live in the system is really the best person to say, no, it doesn't do what I think it should do. Yeah. And it, th- that has to live within the system and live within their company's business processes. Yeah. As well. Yep. Um, which may be weird to right. what I've experienced before, but it's their mm-hmm. process, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, Part of that testing, you know, obviously is is looking at um, 
uh, how the how the technology is working and the integrations and is it uh, producing the results we want but there's also an aspect of testing for or getting an understanding of the user experience yeah um for those end users so yeah. kind of a two part question is um the end user cuz i think there's there's several end users right there's the end user which is the um, you know, in our case, there's the it's the HR team member. Um, sure. There's also the other end users in the organization, which can be um, the employees, the managers. Um, is really actually almost a third end user, which if it's an ATS, for example, is your are your candidates, right? <laughs> um, so there's various users, um, end users. Um, so what? You know, what role does user experience design um, and research play yeah. into this development process? And and how how do how do I go about ensuring that the product I'm using is user friendly? It's intuitive, it's yeah. it, it's satisfying the needs and, and the experience of all these users. Yeah, I, I think you know from the solutioning side of your design is the user experience is critical and needs to be considered at all stages. When it gets to testing, um, you know, and this is reinforces why it's better to do it live, like war room style, yeah. um, is you will get the, the anecdotal, this is clunky. Um, I don't like the way this looks. Yeah. Um, you know, this doesn't feel right kind of a thing. It, it's yeah. that's all in, you know, and there's certain tools where you can adjust that, you know, the user experience. Right. So yeah. you can affect the user experience by adjusting a business process. Right. Like if somebody says it's clunky and it takes too long, like if you make an applicant attach the resume and then make them fill out every field yeah. afterwards, you know, and there's companies that do that still. It's just it, it, Resume parsers exist for a reason. No one yeah. wants to do that. Um, yeah. Recruiters, candidates, no one. Um, and it's it's understanding what the end result needs to be from a user experience that mm. you that all developers should be thinking about. Mm -hmm. It's something that we push heavy. Like, yeah, you know, it, it's a does it do what it needs to do first? Yes, and how is it? is it built in a way that people will want to use it? Yeah. Because that's where your adoption is going to come. If it's a yeah. bad user experience, people just start, nope, you're going to end up back on Excel spreadsheets. Yep. I I can recall um, at one organization I worked at and we were implementing a, um, a, a standalone uh, performance management system. It was not yeah. part of our of our, our HCM uh, product, it was, it was on its own. And this was a whole new ball game to all of the employees. Um, it, it, Cause it was a wholesale change. We were simultaneously using the opportunity to redesign the actual philosophy and process of performance management, but then we were, Oh, and we're going to use this tool. And one of the, best decisions I ever made was as we were in the planning stages um, and we had chosen the, the solution already, but we were working towards rolling it out, you know, several months hence 
this was a mid-sized organization, so it wasn't, you know, didn't take years. Um, but I got, I had two, I had two groups. Um, and I had a group of managers, folks that I knew were going to be the champions as well as my detractors, right? Yeah. Um, I had them in a, in a design and feedback group. Yeah. Um, and then I had a, a similar group, a second group of employees. Again, folks that I knew were going to be the champions and or were very tech savvy, whatever. Yep. And then my detractors who either didn't, you know, want to do any kind of performance, <laughs> you know, process and <laughs> or <laughs> and or were, um, you know, Luddites and, and didn't yeah. want to use technology. And it, the best thing that came out of that uh, because there were changes that we could make within yep. the system for, from a user experience standpoint. And it was as simple as, you know, oh, I, I I want that page to come after this page and put this button here if you can. And we were able to do that. We could do that ourselves. Yep. Um, and it was the greatest uh, rollout I think I ever experienced in my life because uh, I took that time to get feedback from this huge group of end users. Yeah. And and so when we when we launched and rolled it out, it was um, the user adoption was pretty much you know right out the gate and and built in and yep. I had champions all over the place. So yeah, it, it's a I'm of the philosophy: more feedback, the better. Yeah, um, as long as they realize that their feedback may or may not result in a change. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Exactly. Get to the, <laughs> Because you're going to have somebody's like, oh, I want it this color, and the other person's yeah. like, no, I want it this color, and it's like, okay, well, not everybody can win. Yeah, um, you know, I want yeah. green. Yeah, I want blue. No. Sorry, it's gonna be red. Maybe turquoise. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's that it, it's. I'm a data guy, right? At, at heart, it's a, a give me the data, put me in a dark room with no windows, and I'll process it for days and days and figure out the results. Yeah, that's me. So I am of the again, of the philosophy, the more feedback, the better, because you'll yep. have a better product at the end. Yep. And to your point, your story is perfect. Like you, you got huge user yep. adoption right yep. out of the gate. Um, certainly when we're, when we're bringing in a new, um, a, a new solution, um, it's, it's not happening in a vacuum. And we've talked a little bit about integrations already, mm -hmm. But, um, you know, thinking of that situation, right? Okay, here's this LMS I'm bringing in. Um, how do I want it to integrate with existing systems and, and whatnot? Um, how, does, how does one go about ensuring that this new technology solution I'm, I may be bringing in is compatible with existing systems, with the existing infrastructure? Um, uh, what should... What should I be thinking of early on to mitigate any compatibility issues? Um, I would say when you're in negotiations or review assessment stage of a new tool, um, find out what their integration language is. You know, are they using mm -hmm. JSON, XML? Um, you know, what? how is the data going to flow out? Yep. And then figure out how data goes into the tool that you want yep. it to, right? So... I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, third-party tools out there th that you can do the transformation or, you know, it, it basically becomes your staging ground uh, for data 
um, yeah. that goes into your system, either yeah. in any direction, but then you're paying for another license. And, yeah. and sometimes you can't avoid it, right? Like you, you just have to assess is like, is this the best solution for us? You know, bigger companies, you know, that are moving to like an HR data lake philosophy, you know, they're going to use a middleware, right? Because it's going to yeah. make the data all the same language and map it properly and then put it into your data lake so you can do all of your um, uh, dashboards and analytics uh, sitting on top of it. Yeah. Um, it, it's big companies like that. Big companies don't have a problem with that expense. But if you have a company that's you know less than 500 people, you're not going to want to spend for that. So when right. you're looking at tools, find out how easy it is to for them to talk to each other. And, mm-hmm. and the sales reps will know. Like yeah. th- that's something, well, they should know, um, you know, what language they're based in and, and how, you know, do they have pre-built integrations? Mm. Is it something that's, you know, just like, hey, well, when you load it, all you have to do is click this, this, and this, yep. and it integrates with this. Yeah. Um, you know, Greenhouse is a good example of that. They have a bunch of connectors and you basically just turn on a webhook for a particular tool and it does what it does, mm-hmm. um, you know, and other tools don't. So it, it, it's a... You just have to make sure you're thinking about it yeah. before you sign the contract. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you don't want to end up with a tool that can't even send out a report, right? Like it, it the reports live in the tool, but there's no yeah. way to get it out. Yeah. That's the problem. At 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 what stage um does customization come in? Um is that and and when I when I say customization, I think of a lot of the work that that you do and yeah. and that your team does, which is, um, you know, going into a particular, you know, solution to particular yeah. technology and 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 doing the coding and the customizing and not taking yeah. things just off the shelf and 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 that sort of thing. Does that customization? conversation and decisions around that does that happen early on in the process or does that does that come out as the project's going on and then there's a realization from the from the users that oh maybe this isn't doing what we want it to yeah and then well, let's engage with somebody to get it customized yeah it, it, those should be happening in your foundation meetings okay finding out what it is you need it's the problem solving piece right? yeah you know, we need it to do this, or we need it to do that. Um, and, and that will tell you the level of customization needed to make it happen. Yeah. Um, you know, and even in the assessment stage, when you're looking at new technologies, you should start thinking about those things too. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of tools that say they're out of the box. You know, it's, there's, you know, one very large, HCM company that has this quick start program where they basically say, oh, you're getting it out of the box. Well, there is absolutely no way it's out of the box because mm. you have to you have to build all of the things in mm. there. Um, it's not a flip of a switch. Right. Um, it just means they're going to go. You're going to go a lot quicker, faster, and you're going to have less customization. Yeah. And yeah. that's where the the pain point comes in is because when you when you slow down or you go live and you're living in the system is when all of the pain becomes very, very apparent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get a lot of phone calls at that point. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Help. Help. What do, what, what do, right. what do we do? Yep. Yep. What do we do? Yep. Um, I want to, um, 
I, I, we're we're just about here at the end. I, I want to kind of wrap up with one final question, yeah. um, which uh, we referenced, you know, a little earlier, um, and that's sort of taking a look at the the time of your product of your project, right? Uh, you know, we, we're um, we've kind of talked through the process and how you how you, um, you know, ideate and prototype and, and test and all of these sorts of things. Um, but there's a role in this process that I think is critical. And that's, uh, you know, a project manager or, or you know, having someone sort of running the show um, yeah. uh, throughout that, that technology development. So, yeah. so what is the role of project management and or a project manager, um, mm. and and what tools and methodologies should somebody be using to make sure that projects are completed on time and and stay yeah. in budget? All of those sorts of things. Yeah, all all of the things. Yeah, the project manager is is huge. You know, I, I've been on projects. They can make or break a project very very quickly. Yeah. Um. You know, I my personal feelings on the project manager. Um. They should know the tool um as well as the you know it, j just as much as the developers know it they should be pretty stinking close they might not be coding they might not be you know moving all the things but they should know the functionality and what is possible and not possible because the project manager is your key source of information right both to internal stakeholders executive stakeholders developers you know everybody that's involved they are the ones that will hold all of the keys to the castle because they're the ones taking in all of that information and making sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing when. Um, it, it's, a uh, you know, methodologies. We follow Agile. We do two-week sprints. Um, you know, we, we have our scrum meetings and our burn downs. Um, the, I think... It, the methodology is probably not as important as the skill set of the project manager, mm -hmm. because you, I mean, they're just different schools of thought. How do you manage, you know, Oh, we do six Sigma here and process yeah. refinement and all of these things. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, as long as it gets done, what needs to get done, the methodology really isn't critical. Um, other people might argue that it is, which is fair. I'll have that yeah. argument. I like to debate every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a finding, you know, if you're using your internal resources as a project manager, make sure they know the tool and the possible mm -hmm. uh, of that tool, um, because they are most often in a position to offer advice in off the cuff, you know, hey, can I they get the pings, right? Hey, is this possible? What do you think? And if they're giving uninformed advice not knowing what it what it means to the back right. end of the stuff right it'll cause havoc right or they're yeah. making you know it, it, they should avoid solutioning yeah as much as possible yeah or if they are helping solution involve everyone that needs to be there for the solution mm -hmm. don't don't solution on a one-on-one -on -one call mm -hmm. just because it, it's you know developers look at things for risks and implications to what they are building. Yeah. And if you don't know those risks, it, it, don't get me started. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and having, 
having that project manager, someone yeah. in that role, make sure that everyone who's involved um, has a say. Yeah. Um, you've got to, you know, they're sort of corralling that, that, that wide variety of expertise from the people who are doing the development work, who are um, the end users, the, the project sponsor who's sitting way up in the organization and, and, doesn't necessarily won't be using the product day to day, but you know, that project manager keeps, keeps it all running. Really. Wheels on the bus. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's, I, uh, there are project managers that uh, to this day, I remember their names and love them. And there are project (laughs) managers to this day. I remember their names and do not love them, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like the, it's, if you, if you have a good one, Keep, bring them with you. Yeah. Keep, right. Yeah. Like that's, it, it's, it's a critical piece for success. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Well, this was a, um, a wonderful conversation yet again, the time has flown by here on drive through HR. And uh, I, I want to thank our guest Caleb Fullhart again, uh, SVP of technology consulting with CLO. And uh, if you've enjoyed listening to him, he would love nothing more to, connect and his links are on the on the landing page that brought you to the podcast so thank you caleb for you continuing our conversation yeah it's always fun yeah always fun and uh we will see you on the next episode of drive through hr bye everybody bye